You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. I think that this is such an incredible topic and it is going to, it's just going to be everything for you. When you can understand this, when you understand what chemistry is, when you understand how to use it properly to actually, you know, use it to your advantage. So let's hop to it. So the first thing I want to start with, this class is not for everyone. I am talking to marriage-minded women. Women who are like, I am single right now and I want to be married. It it doesn't have to be marriage per se. It could be I want a committed, loving, long-term relationship. Maybe you don't believe in marriage, whatever it is. This is for women who want long-term, sustainable, happy, healthy, loving relationships. If you're looking for a hookup, then this maybe isn't going to apply for you. I'm really talking about people who are looking at like the long game. You want, I mean, happiness now, obviously with an amazing partner, but also something really sustainable where like you're creating something where in the long term, you're setting yourself up for a success. You know, so that's the first thing is this is really for women who have their mind towards the future, who want to create a loving long-term relationship. The other thing is that you're not yet in that relationship. So it may be that you're finding that you're really attracted to guys and you're not getting the right treatment from them. It may be that you meet nice guys and you find them boring. It may be that like you feel like it only works when there's a chase. So either he's super into you and you're not into him or you're really into him and he's not into you. So if any of these scenarios sort of fit what you're dealing with over and over again, then you're in the right place because that is what we are addressing. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and break down what I mean by chemistry because I understand that there's like a lot of definitions one could use for this. And so I'll explain what we're talking about here. Chemistry is more than attraction. Attraction is, I'm looking at this person. I think that he's handsome. I feel an attraction to him. Chemistry, I would say, is a few steps beyond that. I would say, generally speaking, what I'm talking about is that sensation that feels stronger than attraction, where it feels like you're attracted to that person, but it's almost like, I've got to have him. Like, I've got to be close to him. I've got to touch him. I've got to hold him. Like, it feels to me, like, I always do this forward motion because to me, it feels like, uh, not per se graspy, but like, you're wanting, like, you want to move forward. You want to lean towards that person. So often enough, chemistry can also feel like a click. Like when you say like, oh, we just met and we totally clicked. Usually we're talking about chemistry, right? Where it's like just right off the bat. It's just like, oh, I love the way he smells and the way he looks. And I love the way the conversation flows. You know, that's chemistry. Sometimes we're feeling chemistry and like we've never had a conversation with someone. Like I have felt chemistry with people where it's like, I don't even know what his name is. Um, and I feel chemistry. So often it's at that very like visceral level where you're just like, I want to be closer to this person. I want to like connect with him in a deeper way. Right? So that's what chemistry is. It's not logical. 
It's not rational. It's not even purely emotional because there's physiological effects that are involved as well. And, you know, we're calling it chemistry, but really what it's coming down to is that you're being flooded with hormones that are overwhelming your system. So I want you to think about it like this. Think of chemistry on a scale. So there are going to be people where you have no chemistry with them, right? And right off the bat, you're just like, I, we just did not connect. I don't have any attraction to him. So if you're gonna think about it on a scale, so someone who's a zero, for example, on the chemistry scale might be someone who you almost feel a little bit repulsed by, where you're like, please don't touch me. Like, please don't come close to me. So that's someone who has a zero, where you just like, ugh, please, like, stay away. Someone who's a 10 on the scale, these are the ones where you're like, I have to have him. Like, and you know that you are getting really high up on the chemistry scale when you do feel that instant click where it feels like right away, oh my gosh, this has to be the one because like, it just feels so amazing. Or if you're in a situation where you find yourself obsessing about someone where you're like, I wonder what he's thinking. I wonder what he's doing. I wonder when he's going to call. And you're just like getting a little bit preoccupied in your own mind with this person. So 10 is the people where it's like, super, super intense. And then, you know, if we look at it like that, then you can think about someone who is like a nine or eight is also going to be very, very strong pull. A seven is going to be someone where you feel a strong attraction, but it's not the overwhelming chemistry. And I would say anywhere between five and seven is where you're going to be feeling like an attraction. You're looking at him, you're like, this guy's attractive. I definitely want to kiss him. I definitely want to sleep with him. I just don't feel like, wow. Um, once you get into like the three and four, it's like, meh, I don't really feel so much towards him. Like you might still think that he's nice looking, but you're not feeling drawn towards him. And then like one, two is someone where you're just, there's no attraction. You do not like the way that he looks. You don't like the way he smells. It's just, there's nothing there. So I wanted to give you that scale so that we can reference it as we go through, as we go through the rest of this. I want to be able to come back to this really easily. So basically on the most simple level, it's like we're calling it chemistry, right? And the reason we call it chemistry is because when we are feeling that with someone, our body is being flooded with hormones, uh, endorphins, things like dopamine, things like oxytocin, all of these feel good hormones, these endorphins. And we also can be flooded with a lot of testosterone. And as you know, testosterone is like what people often think of as like the male hormone. Women always have it in their bodies, but men have it more. And so this is what will bring out feelings of aggression or possessiveness or wanting to be really active. So all of these hormones flood our systems when chemistry is super high. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting because in general, women do not try to manufacture it. Okay, women do not try to manufacture it, but there are some men that do. So for example, men who are pickup artists, this is one of the things that they do is they learn how to manufacture chemistry. And they do this through certain psychological and sociological triggers. They know the things to say and the things to do that are going to trigger that sensation of really high level chemistry and they manufacture that chemistry. So, you know, it, it's sort of funny when you think about like a pickup artist, it's like, it's easy enough to think of them as just like guys who are really good with lines and are really sleazy. I mean, it is sleazy obviously because it's very manipulative, but they do call them artists because there is a bit of an art to it because they're creating this uh, like sensation in someone 
that feels so real. I point this out not to say that most men are pickup artists because they're not, especially like hopefully the men that you're going out with are not pickup artists at all. I am pointing this out because it is worth noting that just because you're having that reaction in your body, just because you're feeling that way about someone doesn't per se mean that it's real. So when you are in a situation, is it, here's one of the things that happens when we feel a lot of chemistry. When we feel a lot of chemistry, we feel like I feel all this chemistry. He has to be feeling the same way. This is one of the first things that we do really, really commonly. I'm feeling this. I know he's feeling the same thing. This is an assumption that people always make and it's never explored. We don't ever bother asking because the sensation is so strong. And so we just assume if I'm feeling it this strongly, he's feeling it this strongly. End of discussion. He may not be feeling it that strongly, but often enough, a man can send signals that make it seem like he's feeling it the same way. So I'm going to break this down. You're in a situation. You've met a guy. Let's say that you met him online and you go out and you're on your first date and you just click. You are feeling the chemistry and it feels amazing. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, this is so fun. Like, we're really connected. I never meet someone I like this much. And like, you're getting really excited and he's acting really engaged. And so you're talking and he's like, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. You look so beautiful. The way this candle is flickering in your eyes, just taking my breath away. And you're just like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. This is him. And it feels like you've got all this magical, incredible chemistry. And like, this has to be the one. This is it. And then he doesn't call. And you're like, I don't understand how he could not call. We had this explosive chemistry. And this is one of the first problems with chemistry is that it can be deceiving because he may not have been feeling it. He may not have been feeling it. He may have been looking at you and just feeling an attraction. He was thinking, I'm attracted to her. I'm attracted to her. Here's something about men. And this is not about knocking men. I love men. Men want sex. And when a man does not know you, he will take whatever opportunity he can to have sex. Every woman is an opportunity to have sex until proven otherwise. Okay. This sounds harsh, but I am saying this with so much love. And actually I'm thrilled to tell you this because this is so empowering when you can know that going in, It's like you're putting yourself a little bit on more of a level playing field because you understand what's happening with him. It's not in a negative way. There's nothing wrong with him for doing that. It doesn't make him a skis ball. It doesn't make him slimy. It doesn't make him a jerk. It doesn't make him bad. It doesn't doesn't make him anything. This is what his instincts are telling him to do. They are saying, have sex with all the women. And so when he is attracted to someone, that is what he's going to try to do. Now, you get to have that information. You do not have to act on it. You do not have to do anything that you are not super excited to do. But it is worth knowing that men will sometimes say things and act in a certain way so that they can have sex. So I was mentioning pickup artists a little bit earlier. And so this is not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about pickup artists now. I am talking about your average 20, 30, 40, 50 year old man, 60, 70, whatever it is, your average man who is not a bad guy who may even want a committed loving relationship. But if he is in a situation and he is with a woman that he does not really know yet, and she is showing that there is an opening for him to potentially have sex, he is not going to try to ruin that uh, potential circumstance. 
for him to have sex. He is going to take advantage of it as best he possibly can. So in some cases, that means acting in the way that he mirroring you, essentially. If he notices that you're acting in a certain way, he is going to want to mirror that. He is going to act in a similar way in the hopes that then he can have sex with you. So this is one of the first things about chemistry is that it is very easy to project onto someone else. It's very easy to think because I'm feeling that he is feeling the same, the same way and that is not the case. So that's the first thing. I want to talk a little bit about what happens when we feel a lot of chemistry. So I, I mean, obviously I already mentioned this sort of flood of hormones that we feel. And one of the hormones that we release, women release in their bodies when we feel a lot of chemistry is testosterone. And that is obviously the more masculine hormone. It brings out a lot of aggressiveness, sort of a desire to pursue. And this is where this becomes relevant. When we feel a lot of chemistry, when you are at that eight, nine, 10 level on the chemistry scale, which I mentioned earlier, it's going to create that testosterone in your body and it is going to bring out an urge in you to pursue him. When you're feeling a lot of chemistry, it's releasing testosterone. That is going to make you want to pursue. Men have a lot of testosterone, naturally. They also have it when they feel chemistry, but our levels become elevated. So what does a man do when he is pursued? What does a man do when he feels pursued? He has two options. He will resist or he will submit. Neither of those two potential options are empowering for a man. And none of those, neither of those creates the emotions that you want a man to really feel towards you if he is going to consider committing to you long-term. He will either, when, when, when you start to chase him, he will resist or he will submit. Those do not create the feelings in a man that is gonna make him fall for you. Chemistry and desire and attraction in a man the feelings that that creates. So in, in women, it makes us, yes, on the one hand, want to chase them, but we really closely associate it with a sense that, you know, someone is right for us, that this means like, he's the one, this is it. This is the person I'm meant to be with. This is someone that I should be with. It goes beyond just the sexual aspect. The sexual aspect is there, but it is deeper than that as well. For men, it brings up strong sexual desire. And sexual desire for a man is just sexual desire. Sexual desire does not make him want to marry someone. It does not make him want to date someone. It does not make him want to even have sex with her again, per se. It makes him want to have sex. Once he has the sex, he's had the sex. The sexual desire, not to say it's gone, but if the chemistry was what was creating it and there was nothing there backing it up yet, then the desire may be gone. So that's what that creates. For a man, the strong chemistry creates sexual desire. It creates like just a drive to be with you physically. For a man to commit to you, for him to see you as a prospect, as a, as a woman that he could potentially be with, that he would have feelings with beyond just sexual desire, what he needs to feel is what I like to think of as delighted and genuine affection. He needs to feel delighted and genuine affection. So 
you meet a guy. You have this wild, crazy chemistry on that first date and you are just going totally gaga over him and like losing your mind and you sleep with him. Like I said before, you are just an opportunity for sex until proven otherwise. So now he's had that opportunity for sex. You have not proven that you are anything beyond an opportunity for sex. He has not developed the feelings that you are delightful to him. He does not have genuine affection for you. So for many men, the pursuit is going to end at this point. He is not going to pursue you further. If you want to have casual sex, have casual sex. Enjoy. Like, knock your socks off. This is not about judgment or shaming or saying like, oh, you can't do this at all. None of these rules ever are. It is about understanding basic human behavior and putting yourself above it so you can get what you actually want. That's why I made it very clear at the beginning that this was not for everyone. If you want to just sleep with hot guys and have fun, then do it and enjoy. If you want to get married, if you want to have a committed, long-term, happy, loving relationship, then take a different approach. You're going to want to try this instead. The other thing that happens to us, so I mentioned the testosterone, which makes us want to pursue him. Uh, so the pursuit is obviously a big turnoff for most men. The other thing that it does is, so it puts us in get mode, where we're trying to get something from him. And this is where we get really obsessive. We can lose our focus on the other things in our lives that matter. So not only does it put us in pursuit mode, but it also diminishes pretty much all of the things that are going to make you most attractive when you're getting to know someone. When you're getting to know someone, what kind of things are attractive? Is it neediness? Is it obsessiveness? Is it when you're super possessive and singularly focused on what he's doing and how he feels about you and where this is going and when he's going to call and when you're going to see him again? No, like no one's attracted to that. It's not, it's not compelling. It's not sexy. It does not feel grounded. It does not feel good. The things that are attractive are things like confidence, like a woman who knows who she is, a woman who has certainty in herself, a woman who has her own passions and who is driven in her own life and has things that she cares about. So these are the things that are universally attractive. Someone who can just really be true to herself and someone who has a lot of confidence and like love for who she is, self-love and self-esteem. These are the things that are attractive. What happens when we feel a lot of chemistry? Those things go right out the window. They just disappear. It's like they no longer exist because what happens? You are feeling overwhelmed by this chemistry and you want him so badly, you want it to work so badly that you, who you are and all that you are and all that you actually want, you shrink it down and you try to become a version of yourself that you think is going to be the most pleasing to him. And this is a problem because when all you are thinking about is how you can be the most pleasing to this stranger, you are losing yourself. You are not going to show up as your confident self. You are not going to show up as being real and authentic and vulnerable and passionate. You are going to be small and you are going to be trying to figure out what is interesting to him. And it's manipulative and it feels, it doesn't feel good to be around someone like this. Men are not impressed by women who are trying to do backflips for them. 
You have to recognize, this is important, listen to this. The same way that you can feel when a man is too into you and you can just feel his energy coming towards you and it's just like, ugh, give me some space. Like you're doing too much. Like you can feel that he just wants you with all of his being. And every time he looks at you, you feel skewed out. And you're just like, oh my God, stop. And even if you were a little bit attracted initially, once you see how obsessed he is, how much he wants to possess you and have you, you're totally turned off. It goes from wherever it may have started, maybe initially you saw him as like a seven on the scale down to a zero where you are absolutely repulsed because you're just like, get off of me energetically. Hopefully he is not literally on you, but energetically you can feel that when it's like he's crawling on you. You can feel that without him saying anything. He does not have to be gushing about how incredible you are and how he wants to spend the rest of his life with you and how he's never met anyone like you. He does not have to be saying all of that for you to feel it. It is an energy and it is repulsive. Women are sensitive to this. We can feel it, right? And it's horrible. It's such a horrible turnoff. That is because that man who is feeling that way towards you, he is feeling the chemistry with you as like a nine or a 10 or an eight maybe eight, nine, or 10, very high up on that chemistry scale. And so he is coming on hard because he's just like, oh, I want her. He is like going to do whatever he can to be close to you. And you're just like, please go far, far away. You can feel that, right? Like, you know what that is like. You have to understand that men can feel the same thing. When you are feeling wild about someone and sort of obsessed with him, he can feel it. And he may not be repulsed. He could be repulsed. He may not be repulsed. He may still feel attracted enough that he'll sleep with you. Maybe he'll even sleep with you a couple of times. Maybe he'll even make you a hookup buddy and you guys will you know, sleep together multiple times. He will not fall in love with you. He will not have the space to fall in love with you. He will not feel compelled to fall in love with you. You will be very firmly relegated in his mind to someone who is just sort of lower value in his mind. So, you know, most men are still willing to, you know, sleep with someone in this situation. He may even be willing to date you. You may even be his girlfriend, but you will know the difference. You will feel that his heart isn't in it, that his attention and his energy is not going towards you, right? You can feel it. So it's important to understand when you are feeling this wild chemistry towards someone, you were doing that gross, suffocating thing that you can't stand either. So now we're going to get into the meat of this. This was pretty much all just for context. I need you guys to really understand what we're talking about, where I'm coming from with this. So I'll tell you the reason that this came up, or this comes up all the time, actually, because I know that this is something that's very important for a lot of women. You need to understand this for women who want to be married. If you want to go from single to happily married, and if you want to do it fast, you've got to get this because the way that you are going to get there is by simplifying. Okay. It's really by simplifying, simplifying your dating and romantic life. And what I mean by that is that when you can simplify you're able to allow things to progress a lot faster. When we have a lot of complication, when there is a lot of drama in your relationships, in your dating life, 
it is going to slow you down because that takes up a lot more time and energy. When I say simplify, it's like, what am I really mean by that? Meaning that you are so clear on what you are creating, on the relationship that you are calling in, on the relationship that you want and that you will have, that it's easy to let go of the things that are not a match. And that is required if you are going to create a happy relationship and you're going to do it quickly. If you want to date for another six, seven years, then do whatever you want. Like eventually you can get there. I'm not saying that like, oh, if you don't do it this way, you'll never meet someone. This is for a woman who wants to quantum leap, who wants to go from single to engage and quickly, and not just with any guy, but with someone that she can really have a happy, amazing, wonderful life with. So understanding the role that chemistry plays in all this is key because chemistry is complicated. Chemistry is a complication. Chemistry is drama. So whenever we are listening to music or watching movies and they are talking about this, this drama, it's just like, oh, I love you so much that I'm, you know, I'm crying and I'm screaming and we have all this passion and it's so amazing and so crazy. That's, they have a lot of chemistry. And those are not happy, stable, long-term relationships. So when people talk about, oh, the divorce rate is so high, people are getting divorced so much. It's not because those people didn't have enough chemistry. People don't get divorced because they didn't have enough chemistry. People get divorced because they built their relationship around chemistry and they thought the chemistry would last forever. And when it fades away, as it does, they're left with nothing. I don't want that for you. That's not what I want for you. I'm getting really worked up because I feel so strongly about this. People do not get divorced because they did not have enough chemistry. Maybe some people do, but that is not the reason that we have a high divorce rate. The high divorce rate is because people do not make good decisions about who they marry. They think I have a lot of chemistry with this person. We're in love. Let's get married. That's not what a marriage is built on. That's not what is going to make a marriage last. And so that is what I am getting at here. We're not just talking about how to get your next boyfriend or how to find someone to hook up with. I'm sure you are an amazing woman and plenty of men are happy to hook up with you. You do not need any information to get that, okay? This is for someone who wants more than that. Chemistry is like an addiction or a compulsion. And the only thing that it's an indicator of is how much chemistry you have. I talk to women all the time and I ask them what their top requirements are. And I hear chemistry come up often. And last week I posted something on my Instagram and a woman who was a part of my community, who I know has been a part of my community for a while, I kind of called her out a little bit and I told her not to be a victim of chemistry. And she says, well, what do you mean by that? Chemistry is really important to me. So this is what we're talking about, right? Chemistry is not not important. But if you are putting chemistry as one of your top requirements and you say, I require a very high level of chemistry with someone that I'm going to be with, you are not going to find yourself in a happy, long-term, sustainable relationship. You may find yourself in an incredibly happy two-year relationship or three-month relationship or, you know, two weeks of bliss with someone. You need to know what you actually desire and not just in this moment because chemistry 
is like focusing on only the short term. So in the short term, it might feel really, really good, but in the long term, it is not going to get you what you want because chemistry fades between two months and two years, and it's going to depend on the people, but all of those chemicals that we feel that make us feel like, ah, ah, so amazing, those chemicals fade. Our hormones do not operate the same way throughout the span of a relationship. So you need to know that those feelings, that rush, it's going to fade. And what are you going to be left with? Chemistry is based on compulsion. It is like an addiction. There's nothing sustainable about it. And it can be so strong. It is perhaps, it is one of the strongest forces we can feel internally, but I think it's one of the strongest forces we can feel anywhere. Because it feels so powerful and strong, we believe it to be true. But just because it feels powerful and strong does not mean that it is true, okay? It's just very much overrated. And it is one of, it's very overrated. And your challenges with chemistry are going to vary based on your love blueprint. So I go into your love blueprint in my signature program, Magnetize Your Match. We spend the whole first module focusing on your love blueprint. So I'm not going to go super in depth with it here. But in essence, your love blueprint is your thoughts, your ideas, your beliefs about love and relationships. It's all of your subconscious programming about love, dating, men, relationships, whatever it is. That all creates your love blueprint. If you have a really strong love blueprint where you have a very healthy conception of love, of what a relationship is going to feel like, then this may not apply to you as much. But most of the women that come into my world, their love blueprint isn't great. It's not setting them up for success. There's very few women that have come into my world where like they had a really idyllic upbringing and they haven't had any painful relationships it's just not usually the women who come into my world, there's something going on. There's a disconnect there. They have some programming that's sort of leading them towards people who are not an ideal fit for them. So it's going to depend somewhat on your love blueprint. So one of the questions that you want to sort of think about is, I mean, you got to start by thinking like, what do I want? What do I want long-term? Am I looking just for companionship where I'm going to switch partners every couple of years, every couple of months? Totally workable. Do I even want a monogamous relationship? If I want a monogamous relationship, what do I want that to look like? So that's the first thing to be really clear on and get really honest with yourself. Chemistry allows women to lie to themselves a lot. When we feel a lot of chemistry with someone, it's very easy for us to say, well, I didn't really want a committed relationship. And you're like, like your friends can look at you and then be like, what? You've been saying you wanted a boyfriend for the past like year and a half. And all of a sudden you don't want a relationship. And this is going back to this idea that you're like doing backbends for this guy. You got to be honest about what you want. And then you have to know what would that look like for you? So one of the ways that you can think about this is like, imagine you're thinking about like in your mind, sort of an ideal old couple, you know, what do they have? Like what is behind their relationship? What is like the foundation of their relationship? What has made their relationship strong and special? So yeah, think about like when you are in like your eighties, what would you want to be able to say about your partner? What would you want that to look like? 
people can have an active sex life well into, you know, their elderly years. But you can pretty much know for sure that's not going to be the most important thing. All of your hormones have gone down at that time. It's just not going to be what's driving you anymore. So like, what would you want the relationship to be like? What do you want to be able to say? That is going to give you an indicator of some of the things that you personally are going to need to focus on. So, you know, here's the thing is when you start thinking about it like that, like what do I ultimately want? It allows you to get more aligned with your intuition. Okay, so I'm making a really important distinction here that no one ever talks about. I never, I've, I've never heard anyone else mention this before I did. And that is that there is this distinction between instinct and intuition, okay? Oh, this is so good. This is so powerful. You need to understand this. Our instinct is coming from our lower animal part of ourselves. Animals have instincts. My puppies are not puppies, they're dogs. My dogs have instincts. Humans have instincts. We have this unevolved, part of ourselves that's very animal-like and that is very much based on instinct. Chemistry is coming from our instincts. The purpose of chemistry is to propagate the species. That is all that it is meant to do. It is meant to get us to choose a man who is a desirable partner to mate with. But a desirable partner to have children with, that is going to be based on basically things that are not per se going to lead to a happy relationship. Okay. So even something like scarcity, you know, often the guys that we feel a lot of chemistry with part of it is just because they're scarce, right? Like he doesn't call when he says he's going to call. So you're feeling this sort of like drive. You want to be closer to him. You want to know where he is. He's scarce. He's making himself seem more valuable in this very instinctual animal like way. Your intuition is different than your instinct. Your intuition is your higher self. It is that highest version of yourself. So your intuition is coming from the highest part of yourself. So this is one of the big problems that we push up against is that we want this very high level human, like human level, higher self sort of relationship, right? Where you feel this deep connection and compatibility and like someone just understands you and this level of closeness and intellectual compatibility and mental connection, all these wonderful things. And you want someone who's going to be loyal and someone who's kind and all these things. We want this human, human humany, high level relationship. But then you are choosing your partner, not based on that part of yourself. You're focusing on chemistry. You are choosing your partner based on your instincts. So there's this disconnect right off the bat because you want a relationship here. You want a relationship that's up here, but you're choosing from one that's down here, that's at this lower level, that's just in the animal part of you. And then you're wondering why it's not working out. Okay. So when we can get more aligned with our own intuition, we see what's most important for us, but also it allows us to see when someone might not be looking out for our highest good. So if you have chemistry with someone, it's very easy to look past pretty much everything, right? Like you'll look past everything because the chemistry is so incredible. 
And it's easy enough if you would be willing to look at it to see that like this person is not caring about what's good for me. This person is not looking out for me. This person does not care about my well-being. A man who is falling in love cares about his woman on a very profound level. He wants to protect her and to provide for her, to contribute to her well-being, to her happiness. He wants to give to her. Men are judicious with their resources, but a man who is in love, who is falling in love with someone, he wants to provide for a woman. And that does not just mean materially provide. It means he wants to give to her in whatever way he can. Okay? So when you're feeling chemistry, you can just easily disregard the fact that a man is showing you that he is not falling in love with you because he has zero interest in providing anything for you. He wants to see you on Friday or Saturday night at his convenience at, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock after he's already gone out with his friends or done whatever he wants to do. His focus is on the convenience to him. Your convenience to him. He's not looking to see how he can provide for you or look after you or take care of you or enhance your life anyway. He's saying, what can I get from you? How can I enjoy myself? And you're allowing it because of the chemistry. So when you can release some of the intensity around the chemistry, you can get more aligned with your own intuition. So here's something that's going to sound really harsh, but it has to be said. So I'm going to say it. If you are making chemistry a very high priority, if you're saying chemistry is really important to me, I'm not willing to set that aside, then you are probably not attractive to high quality men. Okay, I'm going to say that again. If you are putting chemistry as this top thing that you must have, you are not going to be attractive to high quality men. Because you are focused on your instincts, you are basically approaching relationships like a cave woman. Okay, when you're saying, well, I just feel chemistry with him. I can't help it. It's a cop out. It's an absolute cop-out. You are being lazy in your dating and it shows a level of emotional immaturity that's not going to be attractive to a really high quality man. It's like for someone who says, yeah, I want to have this type of figure. You know, this is the weight that I want to be at, but I'm unwilling. I I crave sweets and fatty foods. So I'm going to have cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's just what I crave. I can't help it. Okay, fine, but you're not going to get what you want. You have to recognize when there are things that are incompatible and take responsibility for yourself and what's showing up in your life and how you're showing up and understand that you having this emotional immaturity, this inability or unwillingness to expand, it's not attractive to someone who's really on a high level. And I know this is harsh, but you have to hear this. You have to understand this because you're not a victim to chemistry. And the longer that you tell yourself that you are, the worse off you're going to be. You're wasting time. You can't really waste time. Everything is timed out in perfect divine orders. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You are keeping yourself back from what you say you want. This is really important. And I'm getting really worked up about it because I need you to understand this. Are you getting this? Are you understanding what I'm trying to convey? So I'm gonna talk about how to deal with this because there, here's the thing that this is what drives me bananas. This drives me absolutely nuts. But this is like real 
extreme black and white thinking. And again, this is a level of emotional immaturity that is not going to be attractive to a king, to a man who's really high quality, who's in his masculine, who's strong, who's ready to be a protector and provider for an incredible woman. It's not going to be attractive to him. This is black and white thinking. There is a level between these electric butterflies and the heavens opening up and trumpets blowing and you being like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And ew, there are levels between that. There's a lot of levels between that. We spoke about the scale already. So you gotta like, think about it like that. If the U is like a two and the trumpets blaring is a 10, you gotta find some middle ground and there is plenty of middle ground. This is not a hard thing to do, to reach, but you've got to want to, and you have to be willing to do the work that it's going to take to get there. So yeah, you have to be someone who's willing to expand. If you do not have the emotional maturity, it's just not attractive to that high, high level man. So what are we going to talk about now? We're going to talk about what you need what you need to focus on, what you really need. And I promise you, I'm not telling you to settle and I'm not saying to you as someone who is ew. You've gotta be able, like I said, you gotta be able to do the work. Chemistry, okay, so now I've spent, what, how long? <laughs> Railing against chemistry. Except for if you have been listening closely, then you understand that there is much more nuance than that and I'm not railing against anything. All I'm saying is that when we are looking at the scale of chemistry from one to 10, you're not looking for someone who is a nine or 10 on the scale. Alison Armstrong, who is someone that I absolutely adore and who's a brilliant, brilliant teacher, she actually takes it a step further. And because she's so brilliant, I'm sort of inclined to say a similar thing as what she says, which is not just, you know, tone it down, but if you have a nine or 10, I think she said eight, nine or 10 chemistry with someone, run, run in the other direction. Okay. Because it's not going to get you where you want at all. That's not going to be the person that you are going to build a wonderful life with. But you do need some chemistry. You are not going to marry someone who's a zero or a one. If you're feeling like ill or like, oh, I can do it if I, you know, close my eyes and focus on the queen, you know, the duty for my country or whatever it was. <laughs> I hope someone gets that reference. So I don't just sound insane. That was like some historical thing where they would say like, you had to do your duty for your country. I can't remember if it was in America, if it was in whatever. I digress. You need to be with someone that you want to be physically close to. You need to feel an attraction, okay? You need to want to kiss him. You need to want to sleep with him. So I am not saying there should be no chemistry or you need to settle for someone who you feel no chemistry with. I'm saying you gotta look lower on the scale. So if we're talking about eight through 10 being the place where you get crazy and that high level of testosterone and the dopamine and you basically become a drug addict, because you're addicted to the hit that you get from being with this person that you have this high level chemistry with, that's what we're talking about is eight through 10, then you're gonna be looking for someone who's more like a six or seven, seven and a half, maybe even five. What we're trying to get is a relationship that could be ranked as an eight, nine or 10, right? So obviously if there are other qualities about this person that are really spectacular and you're feeling a wonderful connection with them in other ways, then you could probably do with a little bit less chemistry. All that is required is the attraction. You need there to be enough passion, attraction, chemistry that you can have a happy sex life. But that cannot be the foundation for your relationship because it is not a foundation. 
So don't insist on that chemistry that's an 8, 9, or 10. Um, yeah, you really want attraction that just doesn't make you stupid, doesn't make you lose yourself, doesn't make you turn into a pretzel. So how can you do this? If chemistry is important to you, you're just like, well, I don't even know. How am I supposed to even know? Like, how am I supposed to even like someone if I don't feel this crazy chemistry? I want you to start by recognizing what your resistance is about, okay? Recognize what your resistance is about. So there's a couple of things that it could be. One is that your love blueprint has wired you, your programming has wired you to be attracted to men who are emotionally unavailable, who you have a lot of chemistry with. All of this is talking about someone who you have this crazy chemistry with, but they're not showing up in other ways for you that feel good. They're not going to treat you the way that you want. They're not going to be someone you can create a life with. If your love blueprint is pushing you towards people like that, then you have some reprogramming to do. This was me. This was the situation that I was in. My love blueprint made me very attracted, made me feel crazy chemistry with men that were emotionally unavailable. So whether that was he was obsessed with sports, he was a workaholic, he had a little bit of a substance abuse issue, he was just a busybody, that was what I wanted. Those were the men that I felt crazy chemistry with. So there's one in particular who I've spoken about before. Um, this was a guy that I dated in law school. And when I met him, I remember very vividly, I was standing with one of my friends and my friend knew him. And so I'm standing with my friend, we're having a conversation and he talks to this guy. This is the first time I'd see him. I'd ever seen him. And I felt it right away. It was not a lightning bolt, it wasn't that aggressive, but it was something and I was like, oh damn. And then he said his name and he has kind of a strange name and I was just like, ah, like it was one of those things where I just, it was visceral. And so I, I knew something was, like something was there, it felt so powerful. And then he walked away and then I asked my friend, I was like, what did he say his name was? And my friend told me, and I, I remember at that moment just feeling that chemistry so powerfully. But that did not mean that he was my person. What it did mean was that it led me to believe he was my person for several years. And it caused me a lot of pain and a lot of strife. And the chemistry, I would say, was a 9 or a 10. It was very high. I felt incredibly drawn to him. But if I honestly had to rank the relationship, if I honestly looked at the content of what existed between us. It was a three, okay? And this is what often happens when we feel a lot of chemistry with someone. Because I was involved with this man, I felt like I was in love with him for several years. Through the rest of law school, even when I finished law school, I did not entirely get over him for a long time, okay? And it didn't matter that the relationship was a three because the chemistry was blinding. The chemistry was so overwhelming that I could not get aligned with my intuition. My intuition, which would have said, you deserve better than this. This is not what you actually want. There are men out there who are going to treat you well, who want to show up for you, and who really want to be with you. But I couldn't see it for years, okay? And this is why we get stuck in. So this is why I said, 
Well, two things. One, this is why Alison Armstrong says, when you have this super high chemistry, just run in the opposite direction. Because I got deep in it, got deep in it, and it's very hard to detangle yourself from it. It can take a long time. You know, so that's, that's one of the issues. And the other thing is that I lost it. What was I going to say? I don't remember. I, there was, I, there was another point I was going to make with that. But anyway, I got hung up on someone for a very long time, even though the relationship wasn't great. I could overlook pretty much everything else because of the chemistry. So that's the first thing is recognize what is it about it? Is it, is it my love? Is it my love blueprint? If it's your blueprint, if you can tell that it's your pattern, and, you know, if I'm being honest, for pretty much anyone who struggles with this, it is going to be your pattern. This is another thing that I want to say that is going to sound harsh. So bear with me, because this is important for you to hear. If you want to be in a happy, healthy, long-term, committed, sustainable relationship, there are certain things that you are going to need and that you should require. I very rarely say should, but I'm talking about a specific circumstance here and it's appropriate. So I'm going with it and you can deal with it. There are certain things that you should require, that you should want, that you should need, if that is what you want. And if you don't, if you were saying, I'm going to disregard all these things, or I'm only going to focus on this chemistry thing, or I'm disregarding someone who has all of the other things that I want because I don't feel this very high level of chemistry. The problem is with you, okay? There are certain things that you should want, that you should require, and if you don't, the problem is with you. There is something that's off there that is not guiding you towards a healthy relationship, okay? There is an element of dysfunction there is an element of being driven towards something that is not, it's not ultimately what you want and you're allowing it. You're maybe even chasing it, pursuing it adamantly. Recognize that the problem is with you. And I don't say this to be mean. I say this because you need to understand. This is an important thing to understand. And when you can have this understanding, then you can be empowered in the situation and you can actually make a change. The other thing that could be at play, other than your own blueprint, which I'm sure is a part of it, but another element is to recognize where your fear of judgment from other people is coming into play. Often, we, we have certain desires or expectations from our romantic relationship in terms of how it is going to make us appear in the world, the status that it is going to give us the way that people would perceive us for being with a certain person. So, you know, a really good example of this, a really good example of this from Sex and the City, Charlotte and Harry, who are, by the way, couple goals. They're absolutely the best couple that they show anywhere on the show. Charlotte and Harry are couple goals, and they're such a good example of this because they did have chemistry. They had this great attraction, the chemistry, though, was lower than it could have been with other people for Charlotte because of how she thought other people would perceive her with him. Because Harry was not particularly handsome, because he was bald, because he was a little bit um, unrefined. 
she had a lot of fear around other people's judgment. And it kept her for a little while, not too long, fortunately, from pursuing a relationship with someone who was a really fantastic fit for her. She was very hesitant because of what she thought other people would say or think. And this is very, very common. So you have to recognize what judgments from other people are sort of playing into your, your decisions um, about like where the chemistry needs to be. You know, often the people we feel a lot of chemistry with, we know that other people are going to find attractive or we're so blinded by the chemistry that we assume other people are going to just be also in, like amazed by them. So you got to also see like, what do I think people expect me to be with? Like what kind of person, what do I think he needs to look like? What kind of education do I think he needs to have? All of these things where you're looking too much at what other people might potentially say or think. So what you do need to look for Someone who wants to be with you, obviously. Someone who wants to care for you. Someone who you are attracted to, just not on that crazy high level. And then you need to really focus on the qualities that are likely to lead to a happy long-term relationship. So this is going to be prioritizing qualities like kindness, honesty, loyalty, trustworthiness. All of these things are so unsexy, right? Like they don't sound sexy. But I'll tell you what's sexy when you are happily married to someone who really shows up for you and who wants to go through life with you. Life, and especially if you want to have children or if you already have children, if you want to have a family, family life is demanding. And you need to put your focus on someone who is going to be happy to deal with those demands with you. Sometimes we feel chemistry towards someone who doesn't want to have any responsibility towards us. He doesn't want to be in a relationship because he doesn't want to have responsibility towards us. How good is that person going to be at putting up with life's demands with you? Not very. That is what you need to focus on. Listen, if you are a successful person, then you want to have a certain level of emotional maturity and a certain level of willingness to expand and an ability to, ability to expand. That is going to be attractive to a high quality partner, okay? An ability and a willingness to expand yourself. So you are going to have to learn how to focus on the sort of things that you actually do want, the sort of qualities that make sense to you. So here's the last thing that I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you an exercise to do. So what you're gonna do is you are going to practice calling in the feelings of the relationship that you desire. So the way that you do this is at night, before bed, you're going to sit or lay, whatever it is where you're comfortable, and you're going to take a couple of breaths. You're going to get really grounded, and you are going to call in the feeling of the relationship that you desire, and you're going to do it from this grounded, calm place. Chemistry is this feeling of being sort of uneasy. It's a high level of excitement. And it's sort of like, a, it's like hard to breathe a little bit, right? Like it's hard to breathe because we're so excited by the chemistry. So you're gonna start retraining yourself. This is part of the work. This is at the most basic level, this is what you need to do. You start training yourself to recognize what love feels like without the context of being like out of your body, without being hyper, without this, sort of intense chemistry feeling, essentially. You're going to start to recognize what love actually feels like. So the way that you do this is you just get really grounded. You sit back, 
take a couple of breaths and then you're going to start by just feeling into your heart and then you just sort of say to yourself i'm going to bring in the feeling of the loving happy relationship that i want to be in okay so you just call it in so it's like i'm bringing in the energy of the relationship that i really want to bring that i really want to have and then you just feel into it okay the things that i hear from people are that the relationship that they're calling in feels expansive feels grounded it feels light it feels stable it feels fun it feels um you know all of these different things i, I don't want to tell you what to feel but this is what you can do you're going to bring in all those feelings when you are in this grounded state it is going to get you more accustomed to what love actually feels like if you have had any sort of dysfunction in your past in your childhood in your past relationships then your sense of what love feels like is going to be skewed it is not going to be a healthy love it is going to be a little bit of a dysfunctional love for lack of a better term right now so you want to start retraining yourself so this is one of the most simple ways to do it i have an amazing new resource for you and i am so thrilled to finally be able to share it. I have created a quiz so that you can find out what your love type is. This quiz is going to take you just a few minutes. And by answering some questions, you'll get a better understanding of what some of your biggest blocks to calling in the relationship you most desire are so that you can clear them. Not only are you going to find out what your love type are, but I'm going to give you personalized recommendations for resources that'll really help you move along your journey so that you can call in the love you most desire. You can check the quiz out by visiting bit.ly slash love type quiz. Again, that link is bit.ly slash love type quiz. And of course, I will link it in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. I love creating this content. I love this podcast. And there's nothing I want more than for more women to have happy, healthy, loving relationships with the man of their dreams. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It is the only way that we are going to get this content into the hands and ears of the women that really want it and need it. So if you have been listening for a while and you're absolutely loving the podcast, leave us a rating and review. It means absolutely everything to us. Thanks so much and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.